Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 153. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Thanks for coming back for another episode. Today, I want to chat with you about a couple of things. I want to fill you in on our move because we recently moved to a new house. I also want to share with you a conversation I have with fellow Houstonian and fellow podcaster, Alicia Elatasi. She is the host of Vibes by Alicia podcast. And um, she actually, you're going to notice when you listen to it here in a few minutes, the interview that the format is a little bit different. It's just, just probably sound a little bit different than usual because she hosted me in her podcasting studio. It was so nice. Um, I was able to go to her side of town right here in Houston and, um, and record there in her studio. We recorded for her show and we also recorded for my show. And she even brought me a glass of wine. It was like, girl, you know me. <laughs> it was so, so nice. She and her team were very friendly and and um, very cool to, to invite me over there and do that there. It was nice. It was a change of scenery, right? And uh, we had a good time. So stay tuned. Uh, for my chat with Alicia here in a few minutes, especially if you want to learn more about podcasting or if you want to learn more about building an online community because she is building this online community called Texas Podcaster Gals for female Texas um, podcasters. And she's, you know, we just talked about like building a community and what goes into that and stuff. So if you are interested in podcasting or building a community, definitely stay tuned for my chat with Alicia here in a few minutes. But first I want to fill you in on our move. We have moved into our new house. Um, it, it was exhausting, you know, as moves are. We all worked very hard for the entire time. It took us three solid full days to get 90% of our stuff out of the old place. And the old place, it's not, it, this is not a huge house, right? So I don't know what our excuse is, but it took all three days. Um, and then some kind of straggler days to go back for the final items. Um, it kind of felt like those three days kind of felt like running a marathon each day. Like it was just so exhausting, but also exciting. You know what I mean? Like if you've ever run like a, a long race. It's kind of like that. Um, and so basically what happened was we, well, we only moved up the road by the way. So we didn't even go that far, literally two miles from the other house, but we needed to move out of that house, um, this fall because the owner of that house wants to move in. And so when we found that out, we were like, Oh, okay, crap. Okay. We weren't really planning on moving this fall, but you know, it is what it is. Right. And it's so cool because it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because we love this new place. Um, it suits us well. It's like what we needed at this exact time. Um, it's got great natural light, which to me is very exciting. And if you're seeing me on video anytime, it's going to, you're going to be able to tell. Um, and the, the kids have their rooms and it's just, it just feels good. So it really turned out to be a blessing in disguise that, that we had to move out of the old place, but it just wasn't expected. Right. So like, I mean, honestly, even just like six weeks ago, I wasn't, I didn't, 
I didn't know I was going to be moving that soon. Um, but what happens happens and you just gotta, you just gotta go with it, right? Like I could either choose to stress about it and be worried about it, or I could choose to not. And because I used to be such a worrier, so much of a worrier, are you a worrier? I'm just, that was me for sure. And I still worry about some things. I think it's just natural, but man, I worked really hard to get better about that. And I had to do that in this situation. I had to go to that toolbox, right? And go, okay, how are you going to deal with this girl? Cause you can't be worrying all the time. Cause then you're going to be stressed and then you're not going to be any good to anybody and you got shit to do. <laughs> so I coached myself through the situation and it turned out really, really good. Um, we had, um, we did have the help, the, um, we had a couple of guys helping move on, um, one of the days. And even my dad came and helped us move on one of the days we took care of him and his, in his back, um, and made sure he was clear from anything too heavy, but it honestly was really good to have him, um, with us. It was just special to have, like, just to have him with us, to have, you know, a close family member, seeing your new home and stuff. It just made it really, really special. Um, and he honestly, I mean, homeboys look, he's 70 years old and he is strong and capable and, um, is a big help. I mean, he's, he's still stronger than me physically for sure. And, um, he was great. It was great. We had, we had a really good time. I did, my kids call him Papa. Um, we had a great time with him being here with us and all that. So that was really, really fun. It made that day more special, but yeah, so we did have a little bit of help, but the rest of the time, the rest of the weekend, you know, it was really me and Ryan. We did put the kids to work. They did help. I got to say they're older now they're 11 and eight. So they're capable of more things. Um, you know, they can't do any lift anything real heavy, but there's all kinds of stuff to, to move and to clean. Like, at the old house, I had Rowdy like clean in the bathroom, you know, like, cause we didn't want to leave anything messy. So we we're trying to clean up and, and, um, he did good, you know, they both did good. It was, it was good. And they have really good attitudes about it. Thank God. Because, you know, when the kids get the bad attitudes about something, it can really dampen the whole situation and be like a dark cloud. So they were really, um, they had good attitudes about it. So, but yeah, so exhausted, so crazy. We, um, you know, like eating out all the time. And that's a whole other story, by the way. I mean, like if you're, if you're a parent of older kids, you understand there comes a day when you realize that you're essentially feeding four, it's four of us, right? So four grownups instead of two, two adults and two kids. Now, granted, they're still kids. So they still have some meals where they're like, I don't want to finish it or whatever. And that's just how it is. But for the most part, those kids are eating like, almost as much as a grown up, maybe not quite, but it's real freaking close. So like you start to notice like this weekend, like we had to eat out every single day of every single meal because we weren't in a position to be able to like use a kitchen. Right. And like that shit's not cheap. <laughs> it's like, holy crap, y'all are eating just as much as me now. Um, so, you know, that was interesting, but we did try a burger place we hadn't tried before. So that was good. Um, we tried a couple of new places this weekend, actually. So it was good. But yeah, no, everything went good. Um, I just got to say a word of encouragement when it comes to this kind of thing before I wrap up this moving story is that one, like I said earlier, I had to choose not to worry. I had to literally make the conscious choice to not worry and then just let my mind be distracted with other things so I wouldn't obsess over it. Um, the fact that we had to move at all 
so quickly, right? Because we just moved into that other house last year. We weren't expecting this. It was a surprise. Um, what you know, you, real quick, it crossed my mind. Like, what would what are people going to think? Um, moving around so much, and and I had to kick that shit out of my head real quick. That had to go. Like, it's not welcome there because I can't be worrying about what other people are thinking about my life. And you know what? They're not thinking that much about my life. It might cross their mind real quick, like a negative thought, and that's pretty much it. So keep that in mind when you have these life changes and things where you're changing your mind or you're moving again or you're pivoting on something or you're shifting something or whatever, and you know you're going to end up telling people, right? Whether it's on social media or real life, like people are going to find out what's going on in your life. There's just nothing to be ashamed of. You just got to fucking do your shit. You got to change. You've got to go through that. It it has to happen. Um, It's going to happen and it happens to everybody. So I decided instead of obsessing over, oh, people are going to be like, oh, is she moving her kids again? Because people get real touchy about moving and children. Like that's a thing. Um, I just like, I'm just not going to worry about it. Just not, we're not even going that far anyway. It's not really that dramatic, but I just had to make that choice and not to worry about all of the millions of details that go along with moving um, and shove those negative thoughts out of my head. So, you know, that's a big, that's a big lesson learned from that sort of thing. And, and also just in general, just do what you need to do for your life. Like don't, don't avoid making a change just because of some, well, some silly reason, right? So for example, I wasn't going to intentionally look for another place to live when this, that other lease was coming up in the fall because I just thought, well, it's like a pain in the butt, to move and really don't want to go through the inconvenience. And my husband really likes the garage. And so, you know, so that doesn't upset him and we don't have to be inconvenienced by the moving and all that, then we should just stay here. Like that's literally what I was thinking, you know, knowing that our lease was going to come up. I was like, well, just don't do it. But, but when I look back, I'm like, you didn't want to stay there. You knew that you didn't want to stay in that house for a long, long time. It was like, you're grateful for it, but you know how it is like the energy of a home. Like there's, I think there's a season for different types of homes in our lives. I'm sure you've experienced that. And I knew deep down in my gut that the, that the purpose of that house was to help get us into the city and, and be there for us whenever we needed that place to call home and to make those adjustments mentally and emotionally to moving into the city from the suburbs. And that's what that house did for us. We just needed those basic needs met, but deep down, I didn't want to stay there for a long period of time because I didn't have that thriving energy that I need as a creative person and as a business owner and entrepreneur to like really propel forward. It just like needed to serve that purpose at that time. And that's okay. So you have to remember, like, don't avoid change like I did, like I was going to because it's inconvenient or because it might bother someone else or what, like, can't do that. We have to, have to, have to really try our best. Of course, we have to take our family's feelings into consideration, but we have to try our best to commit to what we know in our guts and our hearts and everything that is right for us in our lives and probably what's best for our family. Um, I don't know, maybe it's a mother thing, maybe it's a parent thing, but like I can usually feel it and I can go, man, this is going to be good for us. And whenever I realized we were going to move to this new place and I realized what it was, I was like, man, this is going to be good for us. And 
I can feel it. I feel it in the home. I feel it in the air. I can just tell we're going to thrive here. So remember, make the changes you need to make. You know, stand strong in your position of what you know you want for your life and what you know is best, even if you are tempted to kind of like resist it (laughs) or to avoid it. Usually it's best to just go for it. So anyway, um, and I still have a shitload of boxes to unpack. So yeah, yay for that. Thank God I have enough wine to get me through it. All right. Um, that's it for my chat with you. I want to move on because I want you to hear this talk with my guest, Alicia Elatasi. She is, like I said, a fellow Houstonian. She's a podcaster. She's the host of Vibes by Alicia podcast. She um, she invited me into her studio. It was so, so cool and so, so nice. And I hope you learn a lot about podcasting about and about building a community. So coming up next is my guest, Alicia Elatasi. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Social Sunshine Podcast, everybody. I am Brittany, and I am super stoked to be here with a fellow Houstonian, Miss Alicia Elatasi. Here, she is hosting me, by the way, in her <laughs> podcast studio, Vibes by Alicia podcast. It's Fancy AF. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do I sound like the kids these days? Fancy <laughs> AF. Um, <laughs> and it's beautiful. And she's a podcaster. She's a mom. Like I said, she's a Houstonian. Um, she's in real estate with her husband, who is like really into wine, which is very oh exciting because she has. They have brought wine here. He's for obsessed me. with wine. I call him my hospitality guy. <laughs> I mean, that that's very handy to have a guy like that. Um, welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. Thank you, Brittany. I'm excited to be here. I, I really appreciate it, you guys. Y'all, I mean, like if you watched my stories, you probably saw, but I am in her studio. They are letting me record <laughs> on her fancy equipment. It's it's amazing. So I really it's so kind of you guys to let me oh, be here with you. I was on her show, you. so we're going to share all the info for sure back and forth for both shows. But what I wanted to talk to you about is creating a community mm-hmm. for podcasters mm-hmm. because you have a really cool community for that. Mm-hmm. But before we dig into community yeah. and all that jazz, I want to just hear more about you and your podcast. What inspired you to start it? And how is it going and how long has it been? Yeah, so it started in March of 2020, literally right after COVID hit. Like that week of March 13th, it hit and like it was all crazy. Closures, you know, nobody was going out. And um, I'm a very social person. Like I'm I'm an extrovert. Like I need to be out and about doing things. So, and I'm also a teacher by trade. So I taught for 17 years. I was a public school teacher and then I did seven years at the um, at the university level. So I've always been teaching and I had a, I told you, I mentioned to you earlier, I had a boutique. So I used to teach at the boutique. I had hosted classes, events. I needed an outlet. Like I needed something, you know, that, that, that would allow me to still get out there. Right. It's hard for me to close down. Like even like right at the beginning, like people are like adjusting to the whole change. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I need something. I'm, I'm, I can't, I need something that's going to help me release this anxiety or this, right. this need to touch base with people basically. Right. Even okay. if it's audio. Yeah, no. And audio is so cool. So cool because it's, I feel mm-hmm. like audio is intimate. You know what I mean? Like, it is. Like somebody has earbuds in and they're like, they're going for a run or they're washing it's dishes. It's very you're, intimate. You're with mm-hmm. them. It's mm-hmm. special. 
Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about Small Biz Social Society. I created this mastermind membership back in 2020 because I wanted to help as many ambitious entrepreneurs as possible shine on social media. This amazing community is going strong and is filled with smart, creative, and fun members that are all rising up together. Small Biz Social Society members get access to a huge catalog of social media, online marketing, and business education led by guest experts and yours truly. And we add new classes and resources every single month. A member favorite is definitely our monthly power hour chat where members join me in a live Zoom call to have a business powwow. It's so fun and the support is priceless. This membership is your one-stop shop, your main resource for online marketing and business guidance. And at just $18 per month, it's a steal. You don't have to do this alone. We're ready to welcome you with open arms. For more information, head to smallbizsocialsociety.com. Did you set out when you started your podcast to be on a certain topic or did you just were you exploring like what was the yeah so I had been like for example I had been um, following uh, Ozeal from Ozeal Media I had been going to the pod Houston things for years before I had a a, a podcast yeah so again you know it was sort of like I'm not ready for it I'm not ready for it I can't you know I don't have the time I just kept making excuses for it you know really uh because I was like no it needs to be done at the right the right way it needs to be you know Everything needs to be perfect before I get everything started, right? It was so ridiculous. And then I said, screw all of that. I'm going to go ahead and do it and just start it. And I got my uh, my Yeti microphone. I had my laptop. That was it. I was on... Um, what is that audio thing or that that thing uh, where you just go on there and like you do? Oh, a- a- anchor, anchor, yeah, anchor. anchor. So I was on anchor and just did my own thing. I didn't even have like a music intro. I didn't. It was just like I need to do this. This is I'm desperately needing to do this. But I it was something that was in my thoughts for a while before I actually like executed on that. Okay. And I okay, guess cool. it just pushed me to it. COVID did. Right. Much. Isn't that cool? Because there's so many people that were like, you know what? I mm-hmm. I didn't dislike. Um, having to sit at home all the time, actually. No. But you're like, no, I wanted to be talking to people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Exactly. So it was. So it was like spring of 2020. It was spring of 2020. It was the end at the end of March, beginning of April. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, and I was going to be consistent. I knew if I was going to do it, I was going to do it right. And it's something you mentioned all the time. Like if you're going to start this, be consistent, and just remember that, um, you know, that 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 you have to stay. Um, on a schedule and in a routine. And so I did that. I literally got myself and the topics you mentioned what I was going to talk about. There's three topics that I'm super passionate about. It's like lifestyle, travel and business. Um, business because I had been in business before. Lifestyle is just like fashion. It's um, uh, wellness. Yeah. Things that I talk about as a perimenopausal woman. I wanted to talk about those things. Um, and then also travel because my husband and I travel a lot. We've been traveling for 22 years now. And we travel all over the world. So nice. that I have really good tips. I have ideas on how you should travel with kids because my kids are also always going with us. Um, those were the three things that I felt like I really felt really good about, passionate about, and I had a good sense of. Right. That's really, really smart. Mm-hmm. That's the first tip, everybody, is like to <laughs> pick, because we, when we talk about mm-hmm. that in social media marketing is, is called content pillars. It's really the same thing that you just said, except for we are applying it to social media in that case. So it's right. I always tell people pick, I mean, at least two things. 
um, and up to five. Not too many because you can't have too many topics. It can get messy. True. And it's the same thing with podcasting. I love that you were like, I know about these things and these are the things I'm going to talk about at the mm-hmm. end. And they're yeah. probably things that you could talk about for hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's first amazing <laughs> podcasting tip if you're thinking about having your own podcast. Um, so what was the transition? Where <laughs> I'm I still, I'm sorry, I keep coming up with more questions mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. What was the transition like when you, because you said you, you were a teacher, mm-hmm. but you also were a business owner. Were you doing those things in the past simultaneously? No. Or did you have to have a transition? And what was all that like? Because no, so many people go through these changes absolutely. in their career. And I want to hear more about that. Yeah, no. So I taught the first uh, first 12 years. I was a public school teacher. And I had my, my son in 2003 continued teaching at the middle school level after that when I had him. And um, I just, and I had my master's degree, so I started to think, well, I want to be home with him a little bit more, maybe use that as a part-time position. And so then I started to apply for adjunct faculty positions, which were part-time at the University of Houston downtown. And for me, it was more like my son was little, so I thought, you know, I need to just kind of like focus a little bit on like uh, being at home with him which, you know, was important to me. And then um, also using my background in teaching. So I transitioned uh, after a few years as a public school teacher, and then I went to work part-time as an adjunct faculty with U of H. And my son was, Alex was, um, you know, a little boy who was maybe three, four, five, six when when that happened. And then I had my second son a few years later. And then so it made sense for me to still maintain a part-time position, but still teaching. Um, still in, you know, in there with student teachers, working with them, visiting them at school. So that was where I transitioned into that. And then when my kids got to middle school with my baby, my little one was maybe fifth grader. I felt like he was old enough for me to be able to go and have my own business. So I went and uh, opened a boutique. Okay. It was a clothing store. It was a a contemporary clothing store, which um, where I hosted events and then I also taught classes there, and I brought teachers in, or, or I taught the classes as well. So, you know, what did you teach about? So, most of the classes were like, um, for example, how to create a MailChimp for your business, oh, um, cool. Instagram for your for your business. Um, it was a uh, styling classes, how to style for for bloggers and for content creators. A lot of them came to me and they wanted to know, like, you know, how, how to dress or what to wear, what kind of things to pair, that kind of thing. Um, so I did a lot. I, I did some of those. Um, what other stuff did I do? Oh, I taught people on how to write a book because I have a book. I wrote a book um, in 2014. So there's a process in that. And, like, I taught people how to start, you know, scheduling themselves for that. It's a father-daughter book that I wrote. After I finished teaching, I started writing that, and um, it, it's it's based on my dad and my relationship. Oh wow! Well, earlier before we started mm-hmm. recording this, we talked about mm-hmm. the father daughter thing. Yeah, yeah, I'll that's why that. I asked you about that. If you were like daddy's girl, like if you were very close to your dad, and you are, yeah. because my dad and I was my dad and I are always have always been very close. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right there with you, huh? Okay, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, okay, that's amazing. Okay, I, I wanted to mention that part because when you told me that you had a background in different mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm. to me that's really important because a lot of people listening to my show are entrepreneurial, they're business owners, yes. they want to be, they're working on it, and they're figuring those things out. And a lot of people also are in a job mm-hmm. but doing their business on the side yeah. and wanting to make yeah. that transition. So I wanted to get the mm-hmm. feeling from you on mm-hmm 
on that. So thank you. But let's dive into your um, podcasting community. It's called Texas Podcaster Gals. Yes. And I want to talk to you about this because in general, community is so important. And I know that you, you agree. Mm-hmm. You are active in the community here in Houston mm-hmm. and in the podcasting community here in Houston. And as you know, I have a membership, so community is so important to me as well, and it's right. powerful. Mm-hmm. What made you want to start Texas Podcaster Gals? You know what? I just figured that, first of all, a lot of times as a podcaster, we, well, I felt lonely at the beginning. I felt like I didn't have, like, not support, but I wish I had somebody that I could talk to about some of the issues that I was confronting. You know, I'm kind of the person that likes to set goals and like always like is trying to think of what's the next thing I can do? What can I, what can I incorporate into this? And I always feel like I didn't have that. Like I wish there was more of a support community. Although there is a community in Houston, but it's, it's a lot of men, right? And sure. I was just like, you know, maybe we need to we need to like encourage more women to have more of a voice men have no problem saying oh i have something to say even if it's the silliest thing they feel so comfortable they're so like out there they don't <laughs> care you know why are women always so concerned and that was my problem i always felt like it had to be a perfect podcast before i can publish anything right like that was my problem and i always felt like i listened to other women say that oh i'll do it one day You know, when I'm ready, when I have the confidence. And I was like, oh, you're confident now. Like, let's get you moving. So after that, I started thinking, you know, there needs to be a community of us supporting each other and sharing each other and reposting each other and telling, hey, you know, Brittany does this. You should listen to her. Or, hey, Alicia does about, you know, you're going to travel to Colombia. She just did a podcast on that. You know, go listen to her. Like, that kind of community is what I wanted, you know, for us to share each other's um podcast or episodes how you know we do things everybody has a different um plan and how they do things a different structure you know you do things your way I do things my way we all do let's share a little bit of what we can learn from each other and maybe make our lives a little easier and 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 push us up right you know forward 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 we rise together just like small biz social society Uh, right (laughs) I'm wearing the shirt right now I agree with that like it makes sense (laughs) Yes, it does. Okay, that's so cool. So are you using, um, just to give some details out there, in case Mm -hmm. this inspires someone to start their own community, Mm -hmm. I know you're using social media. So what are you using mostly? Mostly a Facebook group, but you're also on Instagram. So It's really just an Instagram group right now. Okay. And we're hosting our first event. um, Oh, cool. Yeah, at uh, September 27th of this month. It's not far from here at the Mays Restaurant. And I really just want to encourage all the women who are thinking about podcasting or who are podcasters to join us at that event. It's from 6.30 to 8.30, and it's just a networking event. You know, I'm going to have door prizes. We're going to have food. I mean, the food is going to be amazing. And so, I mean, who doesn't want a margarita and, like, chat with other podcasters, right? I don't know anybody (laughs) doesn't want that. It's the perfect combo. Well, I I was so (laughs) sad that I couldn't come to – so, y'all, this girl knows events, okay? I was so sad I couldn't come to your cycle um, event. Oh, my God, it was so much fun. Because – Afterward, I couldn't go to it. I don't remember what it was. If it was, I don't remember if it was work or kid related. Anyway, and I remember seeing the pictures. It looked like it was so much fun. But so much that's fun. part of community. It's mm-hmm. like events too. However, somebody needs to do it, right? Whether yes. you're doing it in person or you're doing it online or you're whatever a combo of the two. Mm-hmm. But 
is that do you agree that like events yeah. really because mm-hmm. like to me having hosted my first in-person one this summer 2022 it's magical right it when is you can be in person with people you know what there's something to be said about having interpersonal communication that's not that is offline that is in person there is something to be said about vibes and getting ourselves, you know, feeling each other, getting to know each other, hugging each other, um, shaking hands, you know, getting to know each other one on one. I would have never known your energy and your your positivity and your vibes if I didn't meet you in person. Right. That's the difference. And I think that's where where we both grew up. Gen Xers didn't have phones until we were in college. We didn't have social media until we were past college. For me, it was past college. Um, I'm 47. So I remember those days when you did not have a phone and call people. You know, you had a beeper or whatever. (laughs) So those things are still important. I feel like younger people, younger um, women are not experiencing that. So I really want to bring that back and have that community and sense of like, let's hug, let's, you know, share our stories one-on-one. I'm listening to you right now. And it's not by text. It's not by DM. It's together. Right. You're right. And a lot of people probably a little younger than we are have not experienced Mm -hmm. that as much Mm -hmm. as us. And in general, we've had Mm -hmm. the past couple of years where we have had less in-person interaction and you know anyway so it's um it's something that's just I don't know there's it's it's actually really kind of hard to put into words how how special that is um so what would you say for before we wrap up I want to make sure and get some good like tips and words of wisdom out there Mm -hmm. for anybody that is wanting to start a podcast Mm -hmm. um as you know mostly we talk about social media on this show but I recently started talking about podcasting more because I think that they work really well together they're kind of like this match made Mm -hmm. in heaven if you want to do both what would you say to someone who's starting out? Like, I feel like one of the things, let me guess, mm-hmm. is that it doesn't have to be totally perfect to start, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you said that you gave yourself a bit of a hard time. Like, I it's did. not perfect yet. Mm-hmm. What would it be your couple words of wisdom or encouragement to somebody that wants to start a show? You know, definitely start talking about the things that you really, really feel good about. That's something that you said earlier in one of the things that I read for you. Subject matter matter matters. Yes, it's subject matter matters. Because I'm talking about the things that I love to talk about that I enjoy that I so if you're going to start that like find something you really are interested in. If you are wanting to share other people's stories, definitely hone in on your interview skills, listen to good interviewers, go on YouTube. I mean, I'm a Howard Stern fan, like to die for. I've been a fan like almost 20 years now. And I am always listening to him and wondering, okay, I need to learn how to do that better because he does that so well. Of course, I'm not comparing myself to him. I would never be able to compare myself to him. But what I'm learning from is to be inspired by other people, other interviewers, other, you know, even Oprah like was one of those people for me as a Gen X woman that I would go home at four o'clock and just like sit down in front of the TV, right? And listen to her because her, her interviews were amazing. Just like that kind of thing. And like if you want to interview or and, and then for me, it's always been about like whoever, whatever you're going to be talking about, research it, know your points, know where you're going into for that and just go for it. I believe me, I'm the last person like I can't even like I cringe when I hear my voice sometimes, but I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It's going to help somebody. And then I'll get a DM from someone that said, hey, I really like what you talked about. And that makes it easy for me. That makes it better for me. 
Right. It's really amazing when you get that feedback. And love it's so that. special whenever I you, that. I don't know if you ever look at this, but I remember, <laughs> I remember the first time I was looking at um, like, uh, you know, analytics type, type mm-hmm. stuff on my show early on in the process. And I saw that we hit a, a chart, like a marketing mm-hmm. podcast chart in Norway. That was the first country that was, you know, and, yeah. I, and I was like, what? <laughs> I don't even know if I could point it out on a map, but they're listening to me. You know, it's, it's just, it's special that reach and like getting your voice out there to people. It's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I think that's the, that's the one, that's the one yeah, a piece of advice that I definitely want to um, encourage people. And that's why the Texas podcaster gals group is there is because I want them to see other women doing it and not feel afraid that they can't do it. Everybody, anybody can do it. Right. Awesome. I we love that. something to say. Uh, yeah, exactly. Say it. Mm-hmm. You, you got, I mean, I, need, I just need a microphone and, you know, some internet connection, I guess, right? Yes. Um, okay, before we go, please make sure everybody knows how they can find Texas Podcaster mm-hmm. Gals and you on social media. And if they want to be a part of Texas Podcaster Gals, I would Gals, love that. Do? Yeah. So at TX Podcaster Gals on Instagram and then my podcast is at Vibes by Alicia on Instagram as well. I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, Facebook, We I do have a page I need to be better about it, but Facebook just for me it just has like a yeah. Well, I need to work on it. Now, that, now that we're friends, I'll rub off on you. You'll, yes. you'll start doing all the social media things for sure. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if if Brittany's doing it, I'm doing it too. So I'm gonna just bite the bullet. But um, yeah, so that's where you can find us. And then we have our event September 27th. It's a Tuesday evening. It's a networking event. Come. Even if you don't have a podcast, you're welcome to join us and just kind of learn from each other. Just create a community. Come and find other people to socialize with. You know, human interaction is so, so damn important. And I feel like, you know, we're losing it and I'm trying to bring it back. (laughs) Bring it back. (laughs) Bring it back. And then listen to the podcast. It's on all the platforms as well. Vines by Alicia. Okay, great. Thank you so much for being on my show Thank and for, you, for hosting me here ah. in your fabulous studio. I appreciate no, it. No, I love it. I love it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.